the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to California Business Connections, brought to you by the U.S. Black Chamber. From education to employment, entrepreneurship to innovation, this program is your weekly connection to the latest trends and opportunities throughout the state of California. Your host, Carl Davis Jr., talks to the rock stars of this great state and offers you engaging interviews and insights from local, regional, and internationally acclaimed entrepreneurs, along with business and community leaders to help you stay connected. Now, here's your host, Carl Davis Jr. Hi, I'm Carl Davis Jr. and welcome to California Business Connections. I'm your host, but I'm also the National Navigator Program Manager for the U.S. Black Chamber of Commerce, where we help all small businesses. And I said all small businesses. We help them start, grow, and even exit their businesses. The best way to reach us if you're in Silicon Valley is go to blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. Click on radio show and you'll get us. Well, today I have a, a, a very set of uh, special guests today, and they happen to be McDonald franchise owners. And there's an issue that's going around. It's called AB257. Those of you who uh, may have heard it or not, please, you can look that up. Google it. And I have these guests on today, and, they, and we're going to talk a little bit about this issue, this AB257, and how it affects local owners, uh, franchise owners, and how that affects our community. One of the guests today is Mr. Larry Triplett. Now, Larry is the chairman and CEO of the National Black McDonald's Operators Association, NBMOA. Larry, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, and thanks so much for having us on. Well, Larry, you know, before I dive into that, I want to introduce a, another young man that's always been so supportive of what the Silicon Valley Black Chamber's been doing, and, and I just love him to death. Anthony Yo, how are you doing, Anthony? <laughs> I'm doing just fine. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm going to be so excited to hear Anthony tell me a little bit about this uh, McDonald's next-gen owner, because he's a next-gen owner. You know, me and Larry, we got some years on us. Hey, Larry, I, I bet Anthony doesn't even have any gray, huh? Is that true? Of course not. But you know how these young people are today. They don't allow themselves to have gray. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Larry's got an interesting story. And I think our listeners would love to hear it because being the chairman and CEO of that organization, I mean, Larry uh, is, is coming on. He's going to tell us a little bit about, you know, who Larry Triplett is and how did he get to where he's at. Larry, take it away for a second and, and give our audience a chance to know who Larry Triplett is, what's been important to you, and how did you get to where you're at? Uh, thanks. I um, I um, am a former high school principal. Uh, prior to becoming a McDonald's franchisee, 
I was a principal, uh, high school principal, Linwood, California. And then uh, probably I decided some 36 years ago that I would practice what I preach. I always told my students that in order to be successful, they need to own the businesses in the communities where they live. And so I decided to go out and become a McDonald's franchisee. So I uh, was was lucky enough to build my first restaurant uh, 34 years ago in East Palo Alto, California. Mm. And uh, and I brought a young man with me who happens to be my nephew, and that's Anthony. He's my nephew, and I brought him with me <laughs> because I wanted to somewhat get him out of Southern California, out of South Central L.A. specifically, and, and move up here with me and have an opportunity to work with me in the business. And we'll talk more about that later. So that's how we started. And uh, now in our organization, we have nine restaurants. So so that's the short story. Uh, you mentioned the, the NBMOA, the National Black McDonald's Operators Association. It's actually a 50-year-old, we're celebrating 50 years this year, a 50-year-old advocacy group in McDonald's. Mm. Uh, we started 50 years ago. For example, the... Congressional Black Caucus started in 1971. Uh, the NBMOA was started in 1972. And we were somewhat like a civil rights organization. And we were, we were started to make sure that Blacks franchisee owners in, within the McDonald's system were able to be successful and uh, have the same opportunities as everyone else. So mm -hmm. that's what we've been doing for the last 50 years. Wow, that's well. You know, that's a huge, uh, huge undertaking. Because you know, Larry, everybody's going to ask this question, so I might as well just ask it right now. You know, how difficult is it to one become a McDonald franchise franchisee owner, and then how difficult is it for a black person to become a franchisee owner? Well, well, first of all, uh, let's let's give you a disclaimer right right away. It's probably difficult for black people to do just about everything that we do. And that's mm -hmm. just the reality of yeah. life in America. And truly, we're going to continue to work on that. But that's the reality. Uh, to become a McDonald's franchisee, um, basically, you apply. Uh, but let's, let's back up. The first mm -hmm. thing you got to do in any business. Mm -hmm. You got to prepare yourself to be in business. So, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. You got to mm -hmm. save some money. Mm -hmm. You have good credit. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> and you got to not have bills. <laughs> that's in any business. So, those mm -hmm. are the things you start with any business. And, and that's true of McDonald's. But they have an application process that they go through. It's called a registered applicant program. And you apply to be a McDonald's owner. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no, no guarantees about where you wind up in the country. So, you may wind up in another state. But uh, that's how you get in the program. Now, currently, McDonald's, they are driving to increase the numbers of, quote, people of color. But I like to refer to us as black people. Mm -hmm. And so there are opportunities now if you want to apply to to, to become an owner. And hey, Larry, Larry, I want to interject something for a second, though, because you said something. I want to make some clarity there. Here a person is who lives in California. They apply and you said they get in the program. They may get a McDonald's franchise, but it may be in 
Chicago or LA or something or what? How do how do they determine where you get your franchise? Do you have to up and leave in order to go get that franchise? Well, it depends on where the opportunities are. Mm-hmm. For example, uh, I, I lived in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and uh, and I wound up getting an opportunity uh, in the Bay Area. So mm-hmm. I was happy because I stayed in California. Right. But I know some people who trained with me who got stores in New York. Oh, got it, got it. And, mm-hmm. uh, okay, Washington, Seattle, Washington, across mm-hmm. the country. But it just it just depends. But I wouldn't let that dis- discourage me because you know McDonald's is a growing company and uh, mm-hmm. and and there are opportunities everywhere and and there's possibility that you stay where you are, but, mm-hmm. but you just have to be prepared for that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, I want to. I want to say something about, you know, you with the franchisee owners and and being black, because people know August is National Black Business Month. And, you know, we're trying to support, you know, black businesses. Um, Is there a way that people could reach you, Larry, if they felt like, you know, I want to do a story on Larry and and Anthony and, and the black franchisee owners, franchisee owners? Uh, how would you send somebody to you? Because I always like to do that on both sides of the show. Larry, how how could people reach you? Well, uh, the NBMOA has a, a website. As a matter of fact, if you were to go to that website, you'd see my smiling face and a little bit of an introduction. <laughs> and that's how you can reach me. So all they'd have to do is go to nbmoa.org, and you would find our website. Well, you know, you said something about, you know, early becoming a franchisee, franchisee owner. And, and this is, you know, before we talk about this AB uh, 257, which we are, we're definitely going to hit that. You said some things about, you know, get your mindset right to be an entrepreneur. You have to do that regardless of what business you get into. But you said something about getting good credit, you know. Uh, that's very important. And McDonald looks at that or it, whether it's McDonald's or any other franchisee or franchisors, uh, tell a little bit just generally, Larry, about how franchisees and franchisors work. So people get at least a high level view of how that works. Okay. So, so fra- franchise franchising is probably one of the easiest and quickest ways to become an entrepreneur. And what happens in terms of how McDonald's work, uh, they they control who owns and operates their restaurants, okay? So you have to become a p- approved McDonald's owner in order to, to buy a restaurant. So there's usually two ways that you'll get a restaurant. Either they're, they're building a new site, which they're not doing a lot of those today. I was fortunate, my first site was was new. Or you'll buy an existing site. And because there's always a, a transactions occurring, there's many opportunities for you to buy a site because some some franchisee or franchisee may be selling their restaurant. So, mm-hmm. so that's basically how it is. First, though, they have a pretty rigorous training program, and that's what you'll have to do. You'll have to learn about owning and operating a McDonald's from the top to the bottom. And you go through that training process. And once you get through that training process and you and you jump all jump through all the hoops, then they will approve you as an approved owner. And then you'll have the opportunity to buy a restaurant, build a restaurant or whatever. And and the good thing now 
they do have some flexibility and ownership. So you might have a better opportunity getting in now. Now, I say that as a caveat, because sometimes if you invest less money, you'll make less money. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's just mm-hmm. the reality. That right. They do have programs where you can get in with less money. Uh, I didn't. Uh, I came in conventionally, and I recommend that anybody that goes in try to go in under conventional circumstance. Talking about helping small businesses today, today we're talking to Larry Triplett and Anthony Yule, and they're franchisee owners of the McDonald's franchise. And we were just leaving talking about this AB 57 and how that adversely affects franchisee owners like Larry and Anthony, who are basically local franchise owners and have families. So they're, although the the chain is a multinational chain, McDonald's, these are our local business owners. And, and we cannot let things just drive them out of out of business. And Larry, I know that's a hot topic for you, Larry. So dive in where you want to on this AB257. Uh, Let's just start talking about AB 257. Uh, AB 257 essentially is a bill that would generate a a panel of people that would dictate how fast food restaurants operate. So in other words, they would tell us, they would tell us how we pay, how we work, everything. They would dictate everything about how we operate our business. Mm. Now, now the concern about that is this. Most people don't know that 95% of all, say for McDonald's, 95% of them are owned by individuals such as myself. They may have one restaurant to, to many restaurants. And what this does is it takes the authority away from the individual franchisee and puts the control of the operation in the hands of a panel of people in Sacramento. Mm. Okay. So, so, and then it doesn't impact everybody. So for example, though it doesn't impact, it only impacts those restaurants who happen to be part of a large franchise situation. So if you have, they'll take, so if, if there's a hundred, if you own, if there's a hundred franchises anywhere in the country Mm -hmm. and you have one franchise in California, your mm-hmm. franchise would be come under the authority of this panel. All of them? All 100? No. Only the one in California. Only in California. Okay. Got so, it. for example, if you happen to be a, a part of a franchise that has less than 100 units, it won't impact you. Mm. Therefore, putting you at a real advantage over the people who are being impacted. Mm-hmm. And generally... We'll get to the bottom line. The bottom line is that this would cause us to raise our prices and impact the people that we serve. Mm-hmm. It would also cause us to um, be at a disadvantage to mm-hmm. the people who don't come under this because mm-hmm. we'd have to we'd have to pay a, a sat we'd have to pay a wage dictated by um, by the people in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. And currently in California, there is a minimum wage. That it's about $15. But quite frankly, in California, you can't hire people for $15 anymore. Yeah. So most of us are paying much more than $15 anyway. I mean, we have stores that start at 16 and go 
sixteen to nineteen dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. But then they would arbitrarily dictate how much we pay people. Mm, that is that is so, crazy. So essentially, essentially, as an entrepreneur, you know, when you go in business to be an entrepreneur, you go in because you want to control your destiny. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and for, for black people, that's the American dream. You yeah. go out and you want to control your destiny. Well, what AB 257 does is somebody else controls your destiny. Mm. Now, it generally, let's face this reality. Black people tend to be at a disadvantage from the beginning. Mm-hmm. We, 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 we have less capital. Mm-hmm. We have less opportunities. Mm-hmm. So now we're in, we get in the system. We become a, a franchise owner. And mm-hmm. now AB 257 adds another factor that makes it more difficult for us to operate. And quite frankly, there will be some people who will not be able to survive under AB 257. They'll lose their business. That's the sad part. That That's the sad part, Larry. When, when I was reading it and figuring it out, and, and I saw what you said about this new quote-unquote government council that's created, that's that panel you're talking about, and and I don't know, and I don't know what that's going to do with your relationship with your franchisors. I mean, you right now, you, you know, you you guys work together. What is that going to do with the with the with the big McDonald's chain? Like like, how would that make it more difficult for you to to work with your own franchisors? Well, it's probably going to place us in an adversarial situation. You know, the synergy of of, of having a franchise is that everybody does the same thing and they work together to do the same kinds of things. And the hamburger tastes the same in Sacramento, in Chicago, and in Johannesburg. Because when I was in Africa, I was in South Africa, I went to McDonald's and and the burger was the same. So, so, so it puts you in it puts you in an adversarial position. But the things that this panel will create, it will affect your bottom line. It's going to be costly to the franchisee who pay who has to pay the cost. It's going to be costly for the franchisee because this panel will create additional uh, workloads for us to 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 go through to try to comply with what they want us to do. Now, let's California is probably one of the already one of the most regulated states in the country. I mean, everything is regulated for our employees, the hours they work, the working conditions, the breaks, the everything that we do is regulated. Mm-hmm. Okay? We already are, are regulated and we comply with those regulations. We don't need to add another layer of bureaucracy in our business. Yeah. And, Man, and that's that is exactly what AB257. So AB257 is probably trying to resolve a problem that doesn't really exist. And, yeah, and, and one of the things that I want to stress to you, my mm-hmm. daughter just my daughter just got approved to be an owner. So mm. she will soon be owning a McDonald's restaurant. Wow. Okay. And why impact a wonderful opportunity to have uh, generational wealth? Yeah, uh, Anthony's my nephew. Now my daughter's coming in and having an opportunity. Why make it more difficult for us as black people to have generational wealth? Because the, the reality of this bill, it's going to impact every franchisee, but it's going to negatively impact us much more. 
because man, we're already at the bottom. Man, Anthony, you hit on a couple key key points there. You know, we're trying to, as chamber presidents and in the chamber, we try to help people get an entrepreneurial mindset. And usually that entrepreneurial mindset, I mean, you want to take care of your life, your business, but it's a hardworking mindset, but you're willing to work hard. So you could say you have that independence. You can control your own destiny. And that's like the American way, the American dream. This AB 57, I mean, that could that could definitely stifle some of that. Well, well Carl, Carl, this is Anthony. Uh, mm-hmm. one, one other thing that, that is going to create, uh, it, it, it's, uh, it's going to be essentially a food tax for mm. the consumer. Mm-hmm. So, so I know that we talk about the impact of, on us, but it's going to impact the consumer as well. So I just mm-hmm. wanted to make sure that we had that piece in there too. Well, I'm glad you said that, Anthony, because you mentioned yeah, something earlier. Yeah, that, Anthony. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I, Go ahead Larry. You know, just, I'm glad Anthony mentioned that because in many of the communities that we serve, we're in lower income communities many times, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 we're value. We we serve mm-hmm. things of value, and then ultimately, what it'll cost us to do, we'll have to raise our prices mm-hmm. and impact the people that uh, who somewhat depend on us. Man, you know, a lot of people depend on you guys. I mean, there are people. Anthony told me that some of the people have worked with you for twenty, almost thirty years. I mean, those are people that have their you know, living with you guys and, and and to have you guys have to shut down a restaurant or something like that, that, that doesn't help in employment. That helps in unemployment. So uh, I don't, I, I want to ask this, Anthony, because we got about two or three minutes left. Who do you need help from in this AB 257? Who out there could hear this story and say, I want to contact Larry and we'll talk about how to contact you. Who are you looking for, Larry, to help you against AB 257? Contact your local assembly member. Call mm-hmm. them directly. Voice your opposition. You can call them. You can you can go online and find out who your local assembly member happens to be. You can call their office directly and you can voice your opposition to this. Man, that's huge. I think we need to really encourage people to do that. Anthony, I mean, Anthony and um, Larry mentioned earlier, you can go to nbmoa.org, and that stands for National Black McDonald's Operators Association. M, N, like in that, uh, national, bmoa.org, uh, to get more information and help uh, Anthony and uh, Larry. You know, I, I think about in this about a minute or so, I want to wrap it up. But I think about people who've had careers with you guys. And one of the wonderful stories I always wanted to talk about was that person that started with you guys end up working, seeing how McDonald's runs and then get to McDonald's themselves. And I know you guys have had at least someone, you know, that's done that. Correct, Larry? Well, that's Anthony. <laughs> that, that's right. That, that that's Anthony. Be- he he was a, he was a kid in, in, in just out of high school, and I brought him up here w- with me to just have him work, and he was going to be satisfied just being a McDonald's manager. Right, but he worked as, hard, he did the right things, and now he owns a McDonald's. Right, wow. and as Larry as Larry talked about the ways of becoming an uh, owner operator, uh, one is through register register being that registered app 
and the other is be becoming a, a next gen. Now, see, the next gen is set up for uh, 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 operators such as Larry. They got they got their kids. They can become a operator through their organization. And so, for me, uh, Larry's my my uncle, and and I and I tell everybody, I no one has the best a better uncle than I have. I, I call him super uncle. <laughs> That, that's my super uncle and and uh, McDonald's. They at the time they made a, a special circumstance because yeah. they they allowed me to enter into the program uh, as uh, his nephew. So uh, I've been an operator now for uh, for sixteen years. Wow, what a, what a wonderful story! That's a perfect place to end, ladies and gentlemen. As we end this show, like I always say, whether it's health, education, even politics and sports, it's all about business. Stay safe, stay connected. You're listening to California Business Connections. You've been listening to California Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr. and brought to you by the U.S. Black Chamber. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website at blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. Or call 408-509-2886. That's 408-509-2886. Copies of our podcast are available online at calaacc.net. If you would like to know more about a specific guest or make recommendations for upcoming guests and topics, email three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.